All right, welcome to the PH uh, TFS PhD show for today, uh, June fifteenth. We're gonna start off a little. Um, well, yeah, we'll start off a little bit with uniqueness analysis of the milli for the PGA today because that's what I'm really all about is the the numbers and stuff. And then we'll get into the MLB slate for today. So first off, um, if you're watching the video, here is the uniqueness analysis from today's. Um, oh, let's see, can I just zoom in? Okay, I guess not. So there are three people in the PGA Millie Maker. There were like a hundred ish, that hundred fifty maxed it, and only three of them had a hundred had one hundred fifty unique lineups. So shout out to C Ten Sly, C Dummit, and Straight Cash Homie. Only one of them I could find on Twitter. So um, this is my my stats for the Millie. I entered twenty one, sixteen have a shot at a Millie. The rest have a shot at some number of hundreds of thousands. So go go guys. Uh, we got let's see, we got my uniques. Don't care about that. And yeah, you know, why I'm not 150 maxing, you know, in the the big dollar tournaments, I, I don't have my 150 uniques yet. I know I don't have that process quite figured out yet. I can get them to 100% under fives plus or minus. There was one stinker, um, but okay, yeah. So there was a good. I also wanted to point out there's a couple of ugly ones. So these are the ugliest lineups, the most duped lineups in the PGA Millie. You got Scheffler, Shoffla, Fowler, Mito, McCarthy, and Henley. 86 people. Somebody must have put a few of these lineups out here. There's like six that have more than 50 dupes. So some people probably violated the DraftKings terms and conditions, but who cares? Um, yeah, avoid these. You should be using geometric mean ownership. That's what I said in the tweet. Use geometric mean ownership limits. That's what we talked about previously, where you go to sheets. Uh, oh, right. I'm on the last computer. But anyway, there's a, you can calculate the geometric mean given the number of slots, so showdown or classic, and the number of people in the tournament. So yeah, that you can figure out from there. Okay, so let's review yesterday. I haven't actually done this, so we'll do it live. So this is me reviewing yesterday. I know it didn't go that well. We were down like 50%. Um, so some, some mistakes were made, but not Whitlock. That was a good call. 135, that's not great. Shipping Nation, okay, there's a 173 in the pool. Let's see. So just because I didn't pick it doesn't mean that's... A, I only did 75 of each, so that's not a full sample. Uh, now let's try to remember. Oh, yeah, I got to go out of review mode. Oh, nice. They fixed it. Aye, aye, aye. Let's, let's double check that review mode is properly enabled here. Okay. Yikes, 152. So that's a smash versus the other one. 169 though. So the theoretical maxima for the ballpark pal was still not beating the theoretical maxima for the um, ship it nation variant. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm testing out a lot of different projections now that I have a 150 max um, pipeline going. And that's three consecutive days of the ship it nation one beating the weighted average of the other ones. So I think there might be something there. All right. So for today's slate, oh, don't go back. Don't go to some other page. I don't have access to this. Okay, so I'm looking at the MLB weather report now. I'm trying to do better for the people who listen to audio only because yesterday more people listened to audio only than listen to the or watch the video. Uh, okay, so today, Colorado and Atlanta. If you're making lineups, don't, you know, and you're not going to be there near lock, don't put Colorado and Atlanta in there. If you are going to be there around lock, that could be a good spot for leverage because Atlanta has one of the higher implied team totals on the slate. So for bats, you know, I'm not sure. So what kind of what percentage of people don't watch the weather? Like five percent, maybe ten percent. If they're at five or ten percent, it's not that great of leverage. So I'm probably still staying away from Atlanta. Um, winds out to center in Oakland. Eh. Winds blowing in in Chicago. Okay, that is great pitching weather. I gotta gotta make sure 
We're boosting Chicago people later. Okay, I'm trying to, let's see, is it control tab? Control tab. Okay, I can do it without, I can't see the top of the tabs. All right, so if we're doing early slate and main slate as we do on days where there are both. Um, also, because I don't really talk about anything but the pitching. So for the pitchers, I like the best pitchers. I'm playing the most Taj Bradley um, on the early slate, a little bit of Nola, a little bit of Wells, and a little bit of Kikuchi. Everybody else out of play. That's Ryan Nelson and Paul Blackburn are out of play. On the main slate, I am playing Otani. I am playing Sonny Gray, Javier, Ivaldi, Dylan Cease, and this Smith Shaver double. Oh, no, I'm not playing him. He's in Atlanta. That's why he was crossed out. I was trying to figure out why he'd been canceled, crossed out earlier. And that's why. It's not because he was a bad deal. It's because he was in this game. That's definitely going to have a delay. Don't pick the pitchers. So, uh, and then Stroman. So don't don't pick Smith Shaver, even though he's the best value on the board, if there were no weather, because there is weather um, in Atlanta. And a delay would be bad for the pitcher, right? So it, it, even if you take the hitters, I wouldn't take the pitchers in that game. All right, so Stroman is the one big fade, I guess, for today. Everybody thinks he's going to do well. Who are we playing against? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's hot. I, I'm with that pick. Good job to the ship it guys for, for nerfing Stroman today, I think. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of agrees with that, huh? Ballpark's also lower than. All right. Um, hmm. All right, that's about all I got for the pitchers. Let's check out any thoughts on these. Yeah, Atlanta, I mean, just because they're so far and away the highest implied team total, I think I still have to stay away just because they're going to be overowned, even in the case where you get a little bit of weather edge somehow. Um, so these are my guys for the day, you know, the ones that will be a little bit less owned, Houston, Dodgers. And then, like I just said, Pittsburgh. Wow. I'm definitely taking some Pittsburgh shots. What is this? Has, has Have the odds makers not been watching the games? I've been winning a lot of money stacking up Pittsburgh. So definitely going to be stacking Pittsburgh. They're my, like, I guess, call of the day. Three. They're going to, this line should be 20% higher. They should be 3.6. Easy. Smith Shaver, right? Then we just, no, 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 no. Right. Who is pitching for Chicago? Stroman. Okay. Y'all really respect Stroman, I guess. I do not really respect Stroman in this way. So this is kind of, I've been talking about it a lot, right? When you take a stand, take the full consistent stand. So my stand today, I don't think Stroman gets it done, which means on the flip side, there is leverage. There is leverage for me to take the team stack of Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take the team stack of Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know, 10%. I'm going to do it. At, I always do it at the end. There's a problem. You can't. Saber Sim has a problem when you set both team, like team exposures and stack type exposures. And for me, I prefer to limit the stack type exposures because these are the ones that I'm sure matter. Uh, team exposures, I'll tweak them after the fact, but like, yeah, I'm not really like considering all the things they are for that. So I'll, I'll, I generally knock them all down to like 35%, uh, not overexposed to any one team. Oh, wow. We got some real values here. Uh, don't take Pilar. He's the best value on the slate, but you can go to Mancini and knock it in uh not be in trouble with the weather. So definitely take some Mancini. Also, these stack types mean that one-offs are definitely, definitely in play. So do not need the 4-2-2, I don't think. And you don't need to skew it towards the eights today. Sometimes I skew it towards the eights when I don't see obvious value. Eight stacks being the number of people in stacks. So a full stacked game, because if there's no one-off value, then eh, I, don't, I don't see the sevens as, as, as possible as the eights. Okay, um, but, 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 but I think that's more or less all we've got for this. Oh, yeah, I guess I could talk about the stacks on the early slate for batters. Looks like Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's about right. I'm going to take Baltimore, though, as my like uh, leverage pick because Baltimore scores runs all the time, and they're good. Um, so take Baltimore, maybe some Philly. 
I don't know. Arizona's pretty low on too. Arizona and Tampa Bay are probably where I wind up. Uh, and a little Baltimore for my stacks for the early round. I'm only doing four lineups. So I want to talk about who knows how many stacks I'm going to wind up with each. I don't want to imply that I'm doing a bunch of lineups for the early one. I'm only doing 100 for the late slate as well because it's only got seven games. I don't know. I feel like 150 is unnecessarily sampling that space. Especially if one of them's canceled. There's only six games, right? Then I've got like 100 lineups for six, 12 different teams possible. I got like at least I don't know, five on each possible possibility. I don't need any more than that. Uh, I don't really like the prize picks today. I always have to like like five of them before I put a card up. But I do like, you know, three or four. But the, the problem is, don't take them on prize picks if you only got three or four, right? Three or four, we went to the expected value sheet. You know, taking a flex three and a flex four, yeah, it's positive, like 9%. But we're not, like, if we're going to get that kind of return, we might as well go spend our money on satellites. Because at satellites, I get 60% return. You see what I mean? So we only, I only do five picks on prize picks. So I don't see five I like today. I see four. And even then, like this game probably gets canceled, right? The, we just talked about the um, Atlanta game. I don't know if these lines have moved since whenever the, this was 1029. So that's not, it's like half an hour ago. So the lines may have moved as well. It's definitely somebody's job at prize picks to go and double check that they don't have any outrageous lines. And this one's pretty outrageous. So, but, oh, right. Um, the thing I've been trying to do is when you only have two picks to recommend doing underdog. Yeah, okay. Okay. I guess I'll take this underdog pick. I'm going to take over Nola walks and under Oviedo strikeouts on underdog because so on underdog, the optimal strategy is to use two. Don't do a lot of picks on underdog. Here's that no house advantage. Mm, probably need to double check that. And don't take the underdog thing until I've done the actual math on it. I forget because it's one of them. It's no house or, or, or underdog. It prefers two picks. Okay. Um, so a whole bunch of no information there. Generally speaking, Make sure you're playing the optimal strategy, not just the optimal tactics, right? Because if you play great tactics, bad strategy, you lose. If you play great strategy, bad tactics, you lose. You got to make sure both your tactics and your strategy are aligned. So strategy is long-term um, positive expected value plays. Tactics are the way that you get those positive expected plays and the way that you play in the tournaments, right? So tactics are like... Um, to double check right before lock if there's any unfilled satellites or tactics are to, to play niche sports and keep an eye out for overlay on like a big qualifier or something. I, I caught a WNBA and a tennis qualifier like last week. And it's important because your strategy was to play positive expected value things. And so if you're playing like I am, like now I'm trying to play $1,000 in this big PGA tournament, I got to offset that with $1,000 of positive expected value play because I understand I'm going to lose about 20% on average at the PGA tournament. I just, that's, there's a VIG there. There's the, the house takes a cut. So I need to offset $1,000 with satellite play at positive expected value. And that means paying attention to all the possible satellites that are there because this strategy breaks down. I can't really keep doing it unless I, I find the satellite value. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's just an, I, you know, a little bit of talk about the interplay of strategy and tactics in DFS. So good luck to everybody. Hope one of you wins the million if I don't on the PGA. Uh, and yeah, again, congratulations to the three guys who had 150 uniques. I think that's pretty impressive. And yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Uh...